This is Hard Beautiful Journey, a safe space to be open and honest, to speak truth and harness the power of vulnerability and sharing. Unravel the strength of connecting through conversation, from mental health, trauma and addictions, to grief and spirituality. This is the podcast to use your voice, because when you use your voice, you ignite your soul. I am your host, Tiffany Vaughn. Join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. Today on the show, I have Crystal Partney. Crystal is an author, speaker, suicide grief coach, and founder of Scattering Hope and Owl and Thistle. She is also the host of the upcoming You Are Loved podcast. Crystal is here to talk about her journey of losing her sister to suicide and the aftermath of that devastating loss. As a warning, there is open discussion about suicide. So if you are vulnerable at this time, please know that there is help out there and I have listed many resources in the show notes of this episode. Here is my interview with Crystal. Hello there, Crystal. Thank you so much for being here with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on with me. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to talking to you. We, unfortunately, in air quotes, have something in common. And it's a similarity that I wouldn't wish on anyone because it is sibling loss. You lost your sister in 2019 and I just lost my older brother in 2021. And yeah, it's, it's a club that uh, you don't want anybody joining that club. Do you? No, no, I no. don't even you know, wish it of my worst enemy, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not at all. So how about we start by introducing yourself and then we'll talk a little bit about your sister. Sure. Sounds great. Well, my name is Crystal and I am the founder and CEO of two companies. The first one is called Scattering Hope and it helps families heal after losing a loved one to suicide. And the sister company, as I like to say to Scattering Hope is called Owl and Thistle. And it focuses on suicide prevention and just really offering the opportunity for me, for you and your listeners to be able to let the people know in your life how much they are loved and ultimately, you know, saving their life. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and you started these companies for um, a reason that we just touched on, and that was the loss of your sister. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. Sure. So I unfortunately got the phone call from my mother the day before my birthday in 2019. She called me while I was uh, attending school, actually, college. And she just gave me the devastating news that my sister had taken her life that morning. And as you can imagine, we were completely heartbroken and just devastated. We knew that she was struggling. She had a lot of things happening in her life at that time. And, you know, just to kind of give you a brief overview of her and her circumstances, she was newly divorced after, you know, being married for decades and her children were older now and 
they unfortunately, you know, they really didn't want much to do with my sister. They wanted to live full time with their dad and he lives about three hours away. So that was a, a really big struggle for my sister and just adapting to to life as a single mom and dating again. And so all of the the pressure and the uncertainty I, I felt, especially towards the end of her life, was sort of coming at her full force. And as much as we tried as a family to get her the help that she needed, uh, just unfortunately, that wasn't the path that she chose. And it ultimately led to her taking her life. Mm-hmm. Did you have a lot of warning signs that it was coming? We did. And I say that out of like love for my sister and knowing my sister and we really thought she had turned a corner because she was being her like usual bubbly self. Mm-hmm. And so it really came as a shock to us that she had had this, you know, quote unquote plan in place for so long. And we had no idea because like I said, we thought, okay, this is good. She's like coming back to her, her bubbly self, you know, the energizer bunny that we (laughs) know and love her to be. And it was wonderful to see those aspects of her personality come back Mm -hmm. after she had experienced just this complete, you know, loss. And really I say this out of love, but it was in a way an identity crisis for her because so much of her life was spent, you know, being married and, and raising a family and, and juggling those complexities that come alongside it. And then to do a, you know, 180 and have all of that go away. And, you know, I know that she's was vocal in saying, Hey, I'm struggling here. And I just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be my next question. Was she reaching out and, and making those efforts? Yes. Yes, she was. And she, you know, was seeing a therapist and she was on medication. And we later found out, you know, after her death that, she had stopped going to therapy for, you know, numerous reasons, but I remember her saying, you know, as I look back, she was just saying like, I don't want to pay for it. I don't really like this therapist. And then of course she stopped taking the medication that she was on, you know, had been prescribed by this therapist. And so again, we were like, okay, this one isn't obviously a good fit for you. Let's find someone else. And it was in the process of us saying like, okay, let's find someone else. Let's see different avenues that we can go about. It was during that time frame that that's when she took her life. Mm-hmm. I haven't really shared this on my podcast yet. Um, I know I, I was... Um, communicating with you about it, but my brother did pass away of a, a fentanyl drug overdose, but his was kind of like a suicide as well, 
because there was multiple, multiple attempts at overdosing and he had a mission and it was to leave this earth. Right. And so it's devastating when you know that they, they don't want to be here anymore and they'll do whatever it takes to go. Right. Right. And when you're, the family is trying everything to try and keep them here. It's a devastating blow when it actually does happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so sorry about your brother. And yeah, you, you know, this, it is this delicate balance where it's like, okay, I really had to come to terms with myself and be able to say, and I'm sure you can say the same thing, Tiffany, that you're like, look, I did everything I possibly could in the moment and, and I need to be at peace with that because otherwise this could continue to haunt me the rest of my life. And that's something that I know that my sister would not want me to do. Yeah. And that's absolutely what they don't want us to do. And I know that I did absolutely everything possible in, especially the last year of his life. And the thing that I'm most grateful for is that he knows how much that I loved him. That over anything is what gives me peace is that there's no doubt that he knew how much I loved him and supported his journey and his struggles that he was having and just honoring where he was at. Right. Yeah. What are you doing now with the devastation of your sister? Well, I I have to be honest (laughs) when my sister, you know, passed away, I was literally in my senior year of college and I was graduating a month later. Oh my goodness. (laughs) To say my, you know, schedule was just like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do now? That's exactly how I felt. You know, do I even graduate? (laughs) Is that even an option for me? And I was very grateful and thankful to, you know, my professors, they were so kind and so, you know, just loving and saying, you know, please take any time that you need. And I didn't have to, because I just was like, I'm good. I'm going to just push through and it doesn't matter about grades at this point. I just want to graduate. And I did. And so that's when it really hit me after I graduated, just the extent of what had happened. And we were on a, my graduation trip with my husband and my little girl who had turned three at that time and my mom, and we all went to San Diego and had a wonderful time. And it was during that vacation, you know, for my graduation, that it really hit, I think, both me and my mom also that, wow, she is really gone. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, okay, Crystal, like, give yourself a year, give yourself a year to just process this, to just heal you know, whatever that looks like, because you have to, and it's not just for you. Like you have a little girl. My daughter was looking up to me and saying whether she was vocal about it or not. And she wasn't at that time, but she was looking to me for answers and that whenever she experiences a tragedy in her life, she's going to remember this moment and say, well, how did mom handle this? Mm -hmm. And so 
I really just took the time. And throughout that year, I was just processing and healing and grieving the loss of my sister. And all throughout that year, I kept getting this prompting on my heart to help other families that were going through a similar situation and thus the, the birth of Scattering Hope. And it's interesting to me because as I was sort of mapping that out and saying, okay, well, this is how I want to help and support other families. I kept getting another download to help families and people that are struggling with their mental health and struggling with suicidal thoughts and wrestling with this idea that, you know, can often plague all of us at one point or another, like, do I want to be here? Mm -hmm. And so that's where the creation of Owl and Thistle comes into play. So let's talk about each one of those scattering hope. What happens in scattering hope company? Yeah. Like I said earlier, they are very much like sisters and they complement each other beautifully. They do. So, just so you know, I love how they complement each other. <laughs> thank you. And that's really just an honor to my sister in many ways. And so both actually are a subscription box where every single month there's a new theme. And of course, the products that are inside are curated by me and reflects my own journey, especially when it comes to healing and the things that help me on my journey and, you know, vice versa for Ellen Thistle, everything pertains to that theme inside this box. And again, it's just a loving way to show the people in our lives, like, Hey, you can do this, you can heal. And, you know, you are loved. In fact, that's Alan Thistle's tagline is you are loved. And I've watched it with Gina and how when we have these little moments together of saying, hey, we're going to get through this. And we were locking arms, you know, together in a, in a beautiful way. That's when I felt like I saw a little bit of glimmer of hope in mm-hmm. her. And it was like, okay, it's really dark right now, but I can hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And that's really my heart behind both companies. And so, like I said, they both offer a subscription box and I'm working on, you know, a membership platform for both sites and that will just house, you know, just various courses and trainings. And I'd love to, you know, bring on guest experts to help out and, really speak into some of these topics that are prevalent in both companies. Mm-hmm. And I noticed in one of the subscription boxes on your website, there are journals. And I really love the idea that there was two journals, one for gratitude and one for releasing some hard things and some pain. You want to talk about that? Sure. Yes. That is actually the first box that someone will receive for scattering hope. And the first month's theme is one day at a time. And my idea behind it is just like you said, there is a teal colored journal. My intention is for you to write everything you're grateful for at the end of the day, or if you're not like 
an evening person where you, you know, get out all your thoughts and say what you're grateful for, um, you can do it in the morning Mm -hmm. or whatever is convenient for you. And then the other color journal is like a dark and it's a black color journal. And again, it's very intentional because I want everything as far as like your spiraling thoughts that are, that can be negative to go inside that one. Mm -hmm. And it's just a physical way of you to release any of the thoughts that you're having, any sort of, you know, negativity around anything. Mm -hmm. And especially if you have lost a loved one to suicide, there are those negative thoughts where you're just like, why didn't I do this? How, you know, I should have said this. And it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole. And that's why I was like, no, there needs to be some type of journal that you can then release all of those thoughts, all of those feelings and get it out physically. Because otherwise what's going to happen is you're going to store it all. And you may not notice that you're storing it, but it's going to come out. And I'd rather you do it in a very loving and gentle way, like journaling. Journaling, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but journaling for me, especially with the death of my brother, even before he passed away, journaling and the stream of consciousness, writing, and just getting it out of your head, out of your heart, like it, it is absolutely therapeutic. And did you find that it helped your grief journey right away? Or was it something that you had to work on? Or were you already a journaler? Yeah, I was already journaling. And even from a young age, I know my mom actually gifted me a journal when I was like eight. (laughs) And so I've been journaling ever since. And it truly is this sort of therapy session (laughs) between me and myself. And, and I'm able to just release anything, whatever I'm feeling. And you know, I can go back on my early journals and just laugh because it's like, oh my gosh, that's so funny that <laughs> the stuff that I wrote, but it truly did help in my healing. And it's something that is extremely like intimate and private. And yet there's a beauty to it that it doesn't matter what you even write. It's just the act itself is like, it's like a breath of fresh air. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I feel so much better now that I'm no longer storing exactly all of these, you know, pent up emotions or feelings. Mm -hmm. So owl and thistle is also a subscription box. What kind of items are in those boxes? So very similar to scattering hope, everything is geared towards that theme of the month. And the first month's theme is you are loved. Mm-hmm. And so there's, again, there's a journal <laughs> yep, yep. that, you know, you're able to write any sort of feelings and emotions that you are experiencing. There is a bracelet that I wanted to put in there that says, it, <laughs> excuse my language, but it says you're a badass. Uh-huh. And again, it's just that reminder that, you know, I really am. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Yeah. And I'm loved. And again, it's just allowing people to be able to have that conversation and say, you know what? I see that you're struggling 
and I just, I love you. How can I help you? How can I support you? And even though I know that that conversation, when you're talking with somebody and you're like, I see that you're struggling, are you thinking of, you know, taking your life? That's not the most pleasant conversation you want to have with someone. But I always say, you don't want the alternative. No, I don't wish that on anybody. And I'm so grateful that I created Scattering Hope. Let's not get to that place. Let's have the conversation now and be open to it. Even though we're scared, even though we don't know how the other person's going to respond. The fact that we're even able to have that conversation. And I can honestly say during those times when I did reach out to my sister and say, hey, I see you. And I see that you're struggling. Tell me what's going on. And Mm -hmm. it was such a relief for her. Like she literally started crying because she felt she had to keep it all inside. Mm -hmm. She felt like she had to, you know, process all of it by herself and in a dark room, you know, alone. And no, please don't, don't feel that way. Like, and if that's you, reach out and say, look, I've got to talk about this Mm -hmm. because I promise you, like, even though you're scared to have it, have it, have the conversation because you never know the other person. It's just what a like weight is lifted when you do that. You can see the physical lifting of Mm -hmm. the uh, sadness and the desperation that they're feeling. Right. And I am an ambassador for living works, suicide prevention. And it's true. Like the thing that we are usually scared to say is, are you thinking of suicide? And that's actually what we need to say because it makes it real. Yeah. It makes it real for the person that you are talking to and not just something that they are, you know, thinking about. And it just makes it a real tangible thing that we need to actually talk about and figure out how to get you the help that you need right now. Right. So what you are doing is so important and it's amazing how out of uh, loss or out of grief or out of tragedy, we find ways to serve other people. Do you find that an interesting thing? Like I know from my perspective, as soon as my brother died, it was immediate how do I help other people not feel this? Is that what you went through? Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting because I wrote, you know, shortly after my sister's passing, the idea of a 30 day journal came to me. And as I was writing, I kept calling it a book and <laughs> my sister's so she was like telling in my ear, I'm sure And I was telling somebody about it and I was like, yeah, I have this book and it goes through the first 30 days after losing a loved one to suicide. But my intention is that if you have lost a loved one to suicide, you can use it beyond the 30 days. I want it to be a resource and a tool for you to use whenever you need regardless. And so I kept calling it a book and then it was like all of a sudden, my sister was like whispering in my ear and saying, no, Crystal, it's a journal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
okay, maybe I should start calling it a journal. And so I, I have, I've started calling it a journal and that's what it is. But again, it was just this beautiful moment between my sister and me and being able to, again, feel and understand that she's near and that she's going to be guiding my steps and, and allowing me to, you know, serve other people and be a light and a resource for them and support them in any way that I can. And this is just another way that I'm doing it. And I'm so very grateful. So yes, I can absolutely relate to you (laughs) when you say that. It's amazing because my brother is speaking in my ear all the time. (laughs) And he is definitely my guide for the rest of my life. I feel him every day. And that has, I actually feel him right now. Goodness. (laughs) And he's, he's just cheering me on and knows through his death, what help can be done for other people that it wasn't possible for him or his journey here on earth, but through me and through other people, we can help others. Right. And it's so cool that they are cheering us on and that we can hear those messages and feel them with us because it just makes it so much easier every day to live without their physical presence here. Oh, absolutely. I, I joke and say, you know, to my sister all the time, I'm like, do you know, you're more than welcome to hang out with me, but I'm kind of boring. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if she thinks that's funny. She probably does. Knowing her personality, she's like, ha ha ha. It's okay. I'm still going to hang out with you, even though you're boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was meditating last week and I could hear him because I want to see him right? I want to see him, like kind of see him in my meditation, but like, I want to see him. And I heard him clear as day. He's like, you are trying too hard, like just chill out. And so I was like, (laughs) okay, all right. Uh, I I got the message. I will just relax and let it happen when it happens. He knows (laughs) I'm impatient. So he's like, whatever, just chill out. So I'm so, so happy that you have your sister with you and you can feel her presence. And like, that is what I wish for anyone that is going through this grief journey is to really know and feel that they are still here with us Yeah, because otherwise I don't know where I would be. (laughs) I don't know. No. And, and to your point, so in 2013, there was a lot of loss in my life. And in January of that year, my brother and his wife tragically lost their son in uh, 39 weeks gestation. And then in April of that year, I lost my dad to health complications. And then in December of that same year, I lost my best friend to the same health complications. (laughs) So I officially coined that my year of hell. And It was around Christmas time and I just remember, you know, sitting there at my mom and dad's house and just getting angry because they weren't there. And I just remember saying like, you should be here. You should be here right now. And I got to say like immediately there was this whisper that said, Crystal, we're here. 
we're just not in the form that you want us to be in. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I was like, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. And that brought me so much peace because just like we've been talking about, they're still present. They're still here. They're just not in the form that we want them to be here. Mm -hmm. And like, we want them to be here physically, but make no mistake, you know, they're here with us. They're experiencing life with us. They're, you know, the highs and the lows, they're right there. You just can't see them. And I just want to encourage anyone that's listening and they're like, I just don't feel like they're here. They are. I promise. I promise you they are. I promise you they are too. And I know you and I, I know I would never lead you astray because they are so here with us. And the one thing that my mom and I do, she doesn't live in the same area as me, but I just saw her on the weekend and my brother gave me a message for my mom and I went and gave it to her. And he said, give her a hug as you tell her it. And he said, this is me giving you a hug. So hug your loved ones. And that's, that's how you can feel a physical presence if you need that physical presence. Right. Yeah. It's not easy though. It's, it's so up and down. And as long as we honor the feelings as they come, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree. So one last thing that I'd like to talk to you about is your podcast. You want to talk about that? Sure. Well, I should preface that it's not out yet, (laughs) but it will be very soon. And the title is You Are Loved, which of course is very fitting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's really this combination of like we've been talking about this beautiful connection between both companies and allowing people to know that they are loved. So, you know, we're going to talk about the grieving process. We're going to talk about healing after suicide. And we're going to talk about how people found hope when they were struggling and they thought about taking their life. And there will be, you know, guests that graciously share their stories and how they've, you know, healed after losing a loved one to suicide or how they've come out of that dark place and ultimately found hope again. And I'm just so thrilled to be able to, you know, share this with the world and be able to just, again, have that conversation and just know that it feels like we're alone, but we're really not. And the more that we have the conversation and leave it open, the more inviting and comforting it will be to the people that need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I wish you so much success with your podcast. We were talking before the interview started and podcasting is definitely a lot of work, but the effort and the time that it takes is so, so worth it when you can help reach even one person and make a difference and give them hope and let them know that they are loved. It's huge. So I wish you the best of luck. Where can people find you? You can find me on the website, scatteringhope.com and owlandthistle.com. And of course, the end is spelled out. Mm -hmm. And do you have any social media accounts that they can follow? 
Yes, yes. Both accounts are under, you know, the names. So Scattering Hope and Alan Thistle on Facebook and on Instagram. And yeah, I'd love for you to connect with me there and, you know, send me a DM and I'd love to get to know you. Perfect. All right. So I end every interview with something that I am grateful for. And so what I am grateful for today is our weather actually getting warmer. Like I actually had to go outside and put a towel down on our hot tub cover because it was like melting and it was dripping so loud that you would have heard it in this podcast interview. That's how nice it's gotten today. So I'm super grateful for that. What are you grateful for today? That's interesting. I'm going to do the opposite (laughs) here in Utah. It has been unusually warm. And so we have had a couple, you know, snowstorms. (laughs) So I'm grateful that we have snow because whether we like it or not, we need the water. Yes, we (laughs) do. And I'm grateful for water. (laughs) I'm grateful for water too. I am so grateful for your time and just your vulnerability and sharing your story about your sister and about your journey through the grief process and and the ongoing journey that you will have with your grief journey. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed our conversation. Take care. Thanks. I'm not sure if it's because we have both experienced losing a sibling and navigating that grief journey but both Crystal and I felt like we already knew each other, even though this was the first time ever meeting. Even though we have both experienced these losses, having each other to support our desires to help others now is such a beautiful blessing in my life. I am so grateful for the way this podcast has connected me to people like you, Crystal. I wish you the very best in your pursuits of helping others navigating their mental health journey and you are loved is such an important message for everyone to hear every single day. Please ensure you check the show notes for more important links to find out where to find Crystal, as well as how to follow on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, would you be so kind as to leave a five-star rating and review for me? Reviews are what help my podcast get seen and heard by more people around the world so I would be so incredibly grateful. Also, if you haven't done so already, please go over to Facebook and join the Hard Beautiful Journey community to connect with other like-minded people. I would love to connect with you on socials, so please give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Hard Beautiful Journey and at Ms. Tiff Vaughn. Until next time, please be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.